This is the TJ Show podcast. Oh no, it's looking like we caused some problems. There's been story after story where this person's finding an old Pokemon card, like an old trading card from 20 years ago. Yes. Mm -hmm. This one guy in his basement comes across this original print, I guess, of the first edition Pokemon cards. He sells them for thousands of dollars. And we just started talking about it here in the room. And it turns out our producer, Heather, had an old binder. Her brother used to collect them. Mm -hmm. But they were second edition, so not a great find. But then producer Kenny insists that his brother had first edition. Right. He knows they're somewhere in his house. He can't find them. So every, every time you visit your parents' house, you've been ripping through old boxes and everything, and Kenny leaves his parents' basement a complete disaster. Mm-hmm. <laughs> his, dad, his dad walks oh, downstairs man. and sees that there's like boxes all over the place, and he's all upset. <laughs> and your dad, like he's the no-nonsense kind of guy. For sure. I thought I did a good job putting everything back where it was. <laughs> so Kenny finds oh, out man. that he's upset, and you brilliantly call him and record the confrontation, which I really appreciate because I want to hear this. Yeah, I want to hear his dad, <laughs> who's upset with his grown child, who <laughs> is trying to find right. yeah Pokemon <laughs> cards, which I know he doesn't care about. <laughs> At all, right? He just thinks it's stupid. He's always thought it was stupid. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> I just love how you described a grown man looking for Pokemon cards yeah. in his parents' basement. <laughs> yeah, so here we go. You want to hear this? Oh, yeah. Jamal? I want to hear the drama. Yeah. Hey. Like, he's already in a bad mood. Right. I know that sound. saw your name pop up, and he's like, oh, here we go. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I know the sound, because I have a dad, too. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Daddy. Yeah, call me now while I'm at the scene of the crime here. <laughs> so he's in the basement looking at what you did. Yeah. Well, what's the matter? You can't, you undid a bunch of boxes, you didn't find them, and what, you can't put it back together? Well, I, I, there were so much stuff, TJ. <laughs> so it's their problem. I, I put them back, but I guess sort just of. not to his standard. Right, right. So how did I do cleaning up after myself after my search of the basement? Not good. <laughs> oh, no. A lot of stuff just been moved. I understand you move stuff. That's construction related. You put it all in a construction pile, but you barely put it over there. You just threw it all over the place. Is this your dad reprimanding you? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Hey, uh, well, uh, you had uh, the molding there and a copper pipe, and you just threw it all over the place. You don't even care. <laughs> That's Boxes are literally ready to fall over. I mean, I'm waiting for them to crash. So you got to get your back up here and do it again. <laughs> no, I definitely have to. Just... <laughs> and do it again. There's no two ways about it. It's just, you're going to do it again. Yeah, it was exactly. threatening without <laughs> sounding super threatening. Yeah. You got to get your back up here and do it again. Do it again. <laughs> your mo- you're hoping your mom's going to do it, right? Uh, I, I <laughs> well, I could possibly plant some seeds to make that a possibility. <laughs> Come on, Kenny. You are a grown man. Just go back and fix it. Watch. I bet if you were to call your mom and you were to plant those seeds, next thing you know, it's going to be sparkling clean. And she'll probably have found the Pokemon card. She'll rip through every box. No, I definitely have to, because I have to get back up to finish the search. I want to look at it. I want to see it. I want to decide if it's garbage. We're going to separate it. And then we're going to restack it back neatly. 
Oh, yeah. See, that's that's a mad dad. So he wants you to go through all the boxes now in the basement yeah. and pretty much clean up the basement. <laughs> you, see what, you see what you brought upon yourself? I love it. He he, he does that kind of like listing thing all the time. He's like, well, you're going to get up here and we're going to take all the boxes and we're going to go through them all and we're going to see what we want and see what we eat. And he, he just like <laughs> just lists things. He's just letting you we're gonna know. We're going to do this and we're going to do that. We're going to do this. That's and then the you're going to do that and then this. How does your dad instruct you to go to the gas station? <laughs> well, uh, first thing, son, you want to make sure you know what side uh, your tank is on and then you want to park on that side. And then you want to put your nozzle in there, and then you press the button, and then you put your card. And safely. Because right now, if somebody went and just bumped into it, they would knock down half the stuff and it would fall to the ground. All right, Dad. Well, I'm sorry about my not so thorough job downstairs. All right, take care. Oh, just really quick. See you later. <laughs> he said what he had to say. He's like, I'm not staying on this phone with you no more. This is the TJ Show. Go clean up your parents' basement, Kenny. All right. Do you want to hear a both equally sad and hilarious story? Uh, I'm torn. It's like two different emotions, but yeah, they, yeah, sure. They don't usually go together in yeah. one story, but in this case, you're going to see they definitely go together. So apparently, if you're in the thief business, and you may know about this already, if you are someone who steals uh, catalytic <laughs> converters, I, I've heard that before. I don't know what a catalytic converter is, but after looking into it, apparently it's something in our cars that takes the harmful compounds from the engine's emissions and turns them into safe gases. Now, this to me is one of the grossest things you can rob from a car if you are a thief. And here's why I think this. When thieves steal this, they'll often use a saw and just like chop it off the car. And they get anywhere from $25 to $300 for this because there's precious metals. So my impression was originally they would take this thing and then sell it as like a part that you would use in another car. No, they're damaging it by stealing it. Wow. So they go under the car, they saw it off, and then they're just selling it for the metal that's inside of it, like the platinum or whatever it is, but only get $25 to $300 for it. Now, in order to get this repaired after parts and labor, it's up to $2,500 oh, for someone to gosh. fix it. So it's just like, it's the grossest thing evil. you can steal. Yeah. Like you're just, you're taking a little bit, you're rendering this thing useless right? and you're just cashing in on someone melting it. It just, it feels so gross. But anyway, there's a scrapyard in Ohio. Listen to this. They see this same guy who has broken into the scrapyard multiple times. And I guess this time he has his eyes on one of their minivans and the employees recognize what he's trying to do. I don't know how this happened, but somehow the thief got inside of the minivan because you don't have to get inside the minivan. No, you go underneath the car. Right. You know about this? <laughs> Just because I looked Kenny? it up. I was going to oh, say. Okay. <laughs> no, uh, but yeah, I, I have no idea why he was inside the van. Not the best planner. Winds up inside the van. These employees are able to get a forklift underneath the minivan. They lift yes. him up 20 feet in the air. Could you imagine trying to steal something out of a car? You're lifted up 20 feet in the air. They call the cops. It gives the cops enough time to get there. They wind up getting him out of the car. And you see all this on YouTube. Apparently, the cops are wearing body cams. It's amazing that everything's a YouTube show now. <laughs> but you can see every bit of it's this. It's reality TV. You yeah. see the guy who was trying to steal, which that's the sad part of the story. Like I, I hate when anyone is stooping to that level. And, right. and I don't know what got him there or why he's living that kind of a life. And I do think that there's hope for him after this that doesn't define yeah, it doesn't who define he is. Him. Right. But at this moment in time, he's making some bad choices. As he gets caught, he's trying to make excuses. He was like, no, 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 I'm just trying to hide from somebody who's chasing after me. And so the cops, rightly so, they ask him three times. And then they go, let me search your bag. They look in the bag. 
there's a sawzall in his bag. And they were like, well, why are you trying to hide from someone? Yeah. And so he got caught and obviously in a lot of trouble. But if you want to see it, it's on YouTube. And also just a caution, you know, if you're going to be a thief, which I don't think you should be. You know, shouldn't you steal stuff that's less harmful to the people you're stealing from? Like, do thieves think about that? And more valuable. You know right. What I'm <laughs> like, yes. That's like, going to be worth your time and effort. I don't know that we need to. Yeah, the risk there, right. right, is not worth it for 25 to $300. No, it's not. And if, if things are so desperate where you feel like it is worth it, you know, there are books. Just read a book. Like, start with one book. Talk to people who you admire, who you love, and you'd be surprised. So many people want to help, and there's another way. But hey, if you can't even afford a book, there are centers. There are centers set up all over different cities and towns that will help you get on the right foot in the right direction. That's so true. I think of um, this organization we loved when we were working in Boston with with our show up there. There's a Boston Rescue Mission. They've been, and this is their their line that they say, transforming lives for over a hundred years. And I met some of the clients that went into this place and there are places like this all over. And you walk in and I saw some people who were so low and they felt like they didn't have a future and they walk in and they get around people who actually see their value and see what they can contribute. And they call it out of them. Yes. There was a guy I mean, listen to this transformation. There was a guy who was on the street corner near, his name is Dennis, and he would hang out near this rescue mission. And the guy who runs the organization, he would walk past him. He, he told me this. He said he would cross the street sometimes because he was so afraid of this guy. There was one morning where he was walking to work at the rescue mission and this guy, Dennis, pulls out a knife and starts swinging it oh, man. at the guy. Next thing you know, he walks in one day and he winds up, going through the process, going through this organization and what they do there. And he winds up now pretty much running the place. He walks around, he's got a key to every single door. Oh, he's the boss now. When you got that that ring key, come on now, without those keys, yeah, Yeah. you're the boss. Yeah, you you see people who carry those big keys around, right? Mm -hmm. He's that guy and he's trusted with every room and he's been there for years. He even walks around with a parrot on his shoulder sometimes. This is a guy who was (laughs) swinging a knife at someone one week and then by putting in the work and wanting a change, wound up having a life that looks completely unrecognizable to him. So that's why the story is both sad and hilarious because you got to laugh at it a little bit. Too, bit, yeah. th- thinking about somebody 20 feet up in the air. I'm sure, if, <laughs> I'm sure he was scared. Yeah, you got to wonder, oh, this was not the plan. Right. This is the TJ Show. Thank you for turning your radio on today. Wow. So Halloween still having a ripple effect on our week here. There's a video that I just saw pop up on my feed. Yeah, the, my feed is not good for me because it just, it shows horrible things happening yeah. in the world. You need to hit the not interested button on that feed. <laughs> Yeah, but this is kind of interesting. So there's a family that's being called out because you know how people leave candy out on their front doorstep and there's always that notorious story of the kid who empties Mm -hmm. the bowl. But have you ever seen parents joining the kids and taking all the candy and putting it into their bags too? No. So I just sent you the video. I just want to hear your reaction. Hit play on that. Keep the volume down because I don't know if there's any swear words in there. But this is off of someone's Ring doorbell camera. And parents are there with their kids. And they take this huge bowl of candy. Oh, come on. And wipe it out. And the dad goes to check to make sure, or whoever that guy is, a grown man goes to check to make sure there's nothing left. And it's like, whoa. They're are taking you me? full size like Reese's and Mr. Good Bars. And yeah, yeah. It's pretty shocking, right? Yeah. And three moms, a dad, all these kids. 
They so emptied out the entire bowl. I just forwarded it to you guys because like, hey, look at this. First of all, I'm surprised that people are still emptying bowls with all the ring cameras that are out there because all of this footage now is captured, people's faces, everything. But camera guy Josh is telling me, so he lives in a community where obviously they take Halloween very seriously. And how many trick-or-treaters did you have earlier in the week? Around 200 trick-or-treaters. 200. And you have a clicker and you keep track? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. App on my phone. Which is hilarious. Click, 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 click. Up five. I'm not okay, surprised click. though. It's camera guy Josh. See you mm-hmm. later. So in your community, there's like a Facebook page, which I'm surprised you would even join. I would want nothing to do with that. That's the whole reason I have a Facebook is for that page. And homeowners are now sharing similar videos. So that's not the first one you saw that I just sent over. No, we've got multiple posts in our own neighborhood of ring footage, ring doorbell footage of kids coming up and taking entire bowls and pouring them into trash bags and leaving with all of the the candy. I didn't see any with parents from my neighborhood, but that doesn't mean it's not happening. So are any of these kids, kids that you recognize from the neighborhood? Uh, well, they're, they're all masked, right? Oh, but okay. there are kids who I saw come up to my house that I saw from those ring, right? Like, so we had a, a guy dress up as Michael Jackson uh-huh. and that Michael Jackson came and I gave that Michael Jackson candy. I, I saw him later on some video footage stealing a whole trash bag full of candy. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> so if only I had known and wow. I could have confronted Josh, the Josh, don't be starting nothing. Complicated. Just beat it. Hey, hey, Uh, hey, whoa, whoa. Let him be bad. Uh, No, no, don't let him be bad. No, we don't want that. Maybe Billie Jean's his mom. No, this is a time like no other where people are still not thinking, oh, I'm being recorded. Or I guess in some cases, if you're wearing a mask, they don't care. Right, they don't care. But somebody knows who that is. Some yes. waved. There was one where a kid waved right at the, oh, right no. at the camera. Goodness. Yeah, they knew. They knew they were being recorded. Wow. Yeah. No. Yeah. They don't yeah. care. This is next level thievery. Yeah. Well, people have to get out there and be doing something about it. Everyone's just complaining. There were multiple people who tried to take candy out of my bowl without a costume on. So what? Did you deny kids? Of course I denied kids. Are, Are you, you kidding, kidding me? me? We're just going to stand for this? That's so lame. Maybe they couldn't afford, maybe their parents couldn't afford a costume for them. What? Make something. Cut something up. Get a name Come sticker on, and put Josh, a different name on your lame-o. chest. Do something. You're not just no. walking around freeloading off my candy. So uh-uh. wh- Everyone wh- else is freeloading off the candy, too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> unbelievable. So what do you say when you reject a kid who is not wearing a costume? Well, I would say, no, nope, you're not dressed up, and then and then one kid said something under his breath as he was walking away. I was like, poser. Oh, no. Like wait, 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 wait. You went back and forth. You went back and forth with this kid. There was only one back. There was no fourth. Well, you know, camera guy Josh is formerly a school teacher. He couldn't talk back to the kids at one point. Now he can. Now I can. I'm letting it all out. It's all that pent up. It's kind it of is. fun. Yeah. So the drama still unfolding from Halloween. And uh, lots of people now are like, whoa, wait a minute. I know you. You're my, you're my neighbor. And you're on my ring camera. Give me that candy back. This is the TJ Show. There's a viral TikTok video, which, by the way, is a warning that this is going to be annoying. (laughs) Stop. Not everything that's viral on TikTok is annoying. (laughs) Well, most things are, I should say. There's this video. An L.A.-based influencer walks into a New York City bagel shop, and the influencer orders a bagel scooped. Do you know what a scooped bagel is? No. Never heard of that, right? Uh-uh. Kenny, you know what it is? I'm assuming that it's they want to take the guts of the bread out of the middle of it. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, this is something that, uh, to me, a kid would do. 
And I've seen kids do this. They take their fingers, and first of all, it's just gross. And I used to work in a deli, so I know about this. There are certain people who insist, and I think it's because they want the calorie count to go down, on scooping out the inside of a perfectly good bagel, which to me is just a waste of food. That's part of the bagel. Right. At that point, you just have the skeleton of the bagel. Yeah, if you want a thin piece of bread, get a thin piece of bread. Right. That's that's what that is. This is a bagel. Exactly. Well, apparently in Los Angeles, where this influencer is from, these shops out there will just scoop them up and they'll do whatever you want. It's like, okay. That's horrific. So in this video, you see this influencer go into a deli and uh, they go, hey, I'm not scooping your bleeping bagel, bro. This is in New York? <laughs> yes. Oh, this LA influencer was yeah. in for something. Yeah. But see, this is what's so great about New York City. You know, like, you could visit there and feel like people are a little cold. And by the way, I'm from the New York area, so I think that's why my heart flutters when I hear a story like this. <laughs> I don't ever I don't ever think you should be rude to anyone. But when you start talking about bagels, I mean, who does bagels better than New York City? That's what I've heard. It's one of the things they're known for. There's something about those bagels that are so special. You can't ask somebody to scoop out a bagel. That's insane. It's horrific. To New Yorkers, a scoop bagel is wasteful, agreed, and disrespects the bagel's integrity. Yeah, if you didn't know bagels had integrity, you're not mm-hmm. eating the right bagels. Well, you know now. I'll tell you that. Yes, now you know. Welcome. Welcome yes. to... You know about great bagels? I do. I do know about great bagels. And then hanging out with you, I know more about great bagels. Uh, apparently, this influencer now getting destroyed in the comments section. Scoop bagel is a crime. I'm sorry. See, people take this very seriously. <laughs> so sorry, but I have such a hard time respecting a scoop bagel. That's a very nice way of saying... <laughs> You're wrong. I imagine a scoop bagel is like ordering a muffin and only eating the wrapper. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Wow. Yeah, I mean, you might as well just order a muffin and eat the wrapper. Uh, uh, That had to come from a New Yorker, right? Right. That's a little too perfectly sarcastic. You want a scoop bagel in New York City? Scoop it yourself. Bagel shops don't play your silly games in New York City. LOL. So aggressive. LOL at the end. Yep. Many people in the comments didn't even know what a scoop bagel was. You're not alone, Jabo. Uh, one such user commented, just Googled what a scoop bagel was. The deli guy was correct. No, I agree. <laughs> right. There's a right and there's, there's a wrong way to do this. My kids get very picky about food. Like last night we were plating their food and we have their plates that are in different compartments, okay. which I wish you could keep as an adult, but for some yeah. reason they go away. I put the sauce erroneously in the broccoli section of their plate. And my wife, Jess, said, How dare you. no, 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 get that out. You cannot put that, put the broccoli in the other section now because they can't touch. What do you mean the broccoli can't touch the sauce? You don't know this by now. You don't know that the broccoli can't touch the sauce. They won't eat it. I'm like, my kids are boring. Like, let the broccoli touch the sauce. There's vegetables in the sauce. Yeah, just mix that stuff together. Yes. Let it marinate. I throw I throw the pasta. I throw the sauce. I throw the vegetables all together. And I intentionally mix it all up because it's better that way. It's like a pasta bowl. Right, because I grew up, j Right, you grew up. I and- am a grown man. <laughs> well, some people just have preferences when it comes to food. Like, at my sister-in-law law for some reason she'll fry it up like two eggs and she'll only eat the yolk and she'll leave the what? white part i know which i i just don't get it every time she does it i, I ask her the same thing why do you do that it's such a waste of the egg did you call the cops on her uh, no you should uh probably should call the non-emergency line though i don't want to waste the cops no, no, time. they would agree this is that's an emergency <laughs> chamber that's that's wasting a great part of an egg and I, when i ask her why do you do that she's like i don't know i just like the yolk i don't uh. like the white part of the egg i'm like it's the same. It, it, it tastes the same. It's tell, fine. Tell her to grow up. 
I have. I know that sounds rude, but she needs to hear. I have told her that. I have a great respect for a guy that I ran into in the bathroom yesterday. And part of the reason why is because I actually ran into him. He was in the stall, and he was finishing up what you do in a stall. Right. He was watching a show. He turned it off. Okay. I heard all the sounds, and I thought, there's no way. Yeah, I was at the urinal. I thought, there's no way he's going to come out and confront me. He doesn't skip a beat. He opens the door aggressively, and he goes, hey, what's up, man? I'm like, I want your confidence. I, I would be hiding in that stall and doing everything I could to not see anyone. Do you hide in the stall or do you come right out, Jabo? No, I come right out. Good for you. You may remember a time where I was using the bathroom. I was in the stall, obviously. And I thought producer Heather had walked into the bathroom. Yep. And it wasn't. And I called out for producer Heather. No one responded. I kept talking who I, to producer <laughs> Heather. I put that in quotes. And then when I walked out of the stall, I ran into the woman who was actually in the stall. And we had a full conversation. Good for you. It was you. great. Kenny, are you fearless like that? I put my feet up on the door so nobody even knows I'm in there. <laughs> I thought there was a weird sound. And I, I did look under and I didn't see anything. No, that makes a lot of sense now. Yeah, that was me. Yeah, bathrooms are weird, especially when we have to share them. Yeah. Yes, uh, Jabo, what's happening in your world? Well, I got a phone call from my nephew yesterday and he called me to tell me that he had auditioned to be in the National Honor Choir about a month ago and he got the news yesterday that he was selected out of the one one of six kids that like auditioned for the choir that's great news I know he knows how to sing he can sing like his auntie wow. yeah man that's so, so good so I'm very proud of him well I love that you encourage him to do that because yeah. I think when we see something really special about someone or you recognize someone has a gift just like Jabo, you gotta let him know yes I mean, definitely sometimes people have these amazing gifts and they don't even realize it or they don't know how good it is and they need someone else to tell them. That's true. And oftentimes people have told me, and I've appreciated that when they've called things out of me that I don't see. So if you see something in somebody, call it out. Yeah. Great story, j I love that. Kenny, what's happening in your world today? TJ, I know you're a pickle connoisseur. Love pickles. And I discovered a pickle that I wasn't sure I was going to like, but I think it's my new favorite pickle. Are you setting me up for a joke? No. Okay, That's what well, I thought, too. <laughs> no. What uh, pickle do you like? A public service announcement. So it's a bread and butter pickle, but it's got a spice to it. So it's like a sweet and spicy bread and butter Aww. pickle. Now, for anyone who's listening now in the mood for a bread and butter spicy pickle, where did you find it? Because my mouth is watering. I found it at the grocery store. It's B&G Pickle Company. They have the yellow label. Oh, and oh my god, I had it with a sandwich yesterday. It was the perfect complement to my buffalo chicken breast sandwich. You're tuned into a show that is pro pickle. Mm. That's right. Not every Bread show is butter. pro pickle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can next time can you bring the jar in so we don't have to just think about it? Because now you've depressed me. Right, I, I can see TJ salivating right now. I thought about it, but then I thought that I just stuck my fingers in the jar to pull the pickles out, and I knew if you knew that you oh, would never try yeah. that pickle. So I'll buy a new jar you and I'll bring it into the office. Doesn't the vinegar kill the germs? Yeah. Yeah, it's fine. It'd, it'd be fine. That'd be a situation where you I would could still go for I it. I could take your seconds. Yeah. All right. What? Nice. Well, it's Look a, at you evolving. It's a jar of uh, sanitation, right? That's <laughs> one of the reasons sure. why I love pickles. They kind of clean themselves. They're always in a bath. This is the TJ Show. Our news, it sounds different around here. Our producer, Kenny, he reads through every story he can find, and then he brings us the best ones. Kenny, what is happening in the world today? The Texas Rangers are World Series champions for the first time in franchise history after defeating the Arizona Diamondbacks last night, a 5-0 victory in Game 5. 
Huh. I didn't Arizona. know that they've never won. Yeah, good for them. No, never won before. So congratulations to Rangers fans. Kenny, what else do you have? It's officially Christmas time, at least according to camera guy Josh and Mariah Carey, of course. The singer released a video on X, formerly Twitter, the moment the calendar changed to November 1st. The video showed Mariah encased in a block of ice that shatters with one of her high notes, leading into the massive holiday hit, All I Want for Christmas is You. It's so great, because I remember years ago, there used to be memes about Mariah Carey and how it was her season, and she's taken the memes and like made it her own now, and I'm like, good for you. I love it. She makes a ton of money, right? Every year? Oh, sure. I'm sure, off that song. The song was originally released in 1994, but always makes it back onto the Billboard Hot 100 charts every year. And sometimes it goes all the way to number one. Wow. Last it's amazing. Year, it's like, yes. for some reason, that song, yeah. Yeah. it's just got this golden glow around mm-hmm. it. I remember when it came out, I was 10 when that song came out. My mom bought the record. And what's interesting about it is I've listened back to that, that album, and there were other great songs on there. But that one, for some reason, just sticks out. Yeah, yeah, there's a whole... If you're curious, at some point, throw it on. Throw it on your turntable. <laughs> I wonder if you can find it on vinyl. It. That'd be yeah. kind of cool. Yeah, totally. I don't think you have to go out looking for it. You're going to hear it. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but she made $1.55 million in annual recording royalties from each time the song was played last year, plus another 830000 in publishing royalties. Man. Now, I don't have exact figures on lifetime earnings for the song, but in 2017, Forbes estimated that the song generated $60 million in royalties since its release. So that's an average of about $2.6 million a year. So we can assume in the last six years, she's probably made another $7.8 million since then. So close to $70 million have been generated because of royalties for that song. I just want to write one song. One song. I'll be that one-hit wonder. That's fine. It's got to be fun when checks just keep showing up. You and know? it's like the work's already done. It's been yep. done for many, many years. Mm-hmm. It's now, incredible. Not everyone's a fan. Last year, a Texas bar went viral for banning the song before the month of December. Oh, they're just wow. being silly. Come Grinch. on. They like uh, the song. Humbug. Nobody doesn't like... Who doesn't like that song? Oh, it's so catchy. Yeah, it's... It's my favorite one. It was also added to the Library of Congress National Recording Library registry last year as well. So it's a legendary song. I was getting a surgery around Christmas time one year, and in the operating room, they were like, oh, let's throw on some Christmas tunes to lighten the mood. And I heard that song, and I was like, man, I really don't want to die in the surgery. <laughs> There's, like, I, I want to, I, I might miss Christmas. No. There's a, there's a 2% chance of death. So you're saying two in 100? And then they gave me this, like, heroin, and I didn't care what they did. I was like, all right, bring out the chainsaws, do whatever you got to do. And it turns out I'm, I'm fine. I lived. Yep. Yeah. All right, Kenny. Here's tell what the tale. What else you got? The popular food delivery app DoorDash is testing a new pop-up warning that some users have noticed. If you enter zero in the tip amount section when placing an order, you might see this message. Orders with no tip might take longer to get delivered. Are you sure you want to continue? <laughs> That's a real thing? That's a threat. Yeah, dashers can pick and choose which orders they want to do, so orders that take longer to be accepted by dashers tend to result in slower delivery. How about that? Listen, tip or you don't get your food. If you get it, it's going to be cold. There was a time where I was not feeling well and I had to order, I don't think it was DoorDash, but it was some other app where they deliver groceries to you. And I was desperate for like, you know, nasal saline spray and everything. And I said, I'm just going to give this a shot. And so I did a 20% tip on the order, which was aggressive. Yeah. 
I barely hit click before these. Yeah, knock on the door. Hey, got your order. I'm like, whoa, that worked. <laughs> I recovered very quickly I'm that, sure. that sixth season. Kenny, what else is happening? The United Auto Workers strike versus the big three automakers out of Detroit in the United States is over after six plus weeks. Nice. But it appears to have some added benefits for companies outside of Detroit's big three. We're learning that Toyota just announced a boost in pay for its workers in U.S. factories. Oh, nice. Their Toyota's workers... like, uh-uh, do not go on strike. <laughs> Don't get any Don't ideas. Don't play any <laughs> games. We got you. We're going to pay you right. Yeah, their workers are not unionized in the United States, but coming in January, they're going to receive a 9% pay bump. Nice. And they're also shortening the time it takes for an employee to make the highest possible pay, to get to the highest possible pay group. It used to be eight years. Now it's down to four years. Hey, that's great. Wow, they cut that in half. Well, it sounds like that's a company who values their workers and wants to keep them happy. Absolutely. Good and to I, hear. I think J-Bo's definitely on to something. They want to nip it in the bud before mm-hmm. it gets to a strike like we've witnessed with GM, Ford, and Stellantis. Of course. Well, if any corporation treats people well, the people want to work for them. Right. Right. So that's, that's glad they figured that one out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what an equation. <laughs> Some companies haven't figured that out, unfortunately. I know. You think they would by now. A lot of them haven't. It's like, go to the chalkboard, start doing the equation. You yeah. treat people well. They're happy and they want to work and do a good job for you. But instead, they, to- they throw you pizza parties. I don't, yeah. we don't, they don't want pizza parties. They want to be taken care of. Come on, guys. We got four pies with pepperoni. Right, four yeah. pies for 200 employees. on the pepperoni this time. Join us nice. in the conference like, room. We're going to go wild this year. Kenny, what else do you have? Are you brushing your teeth too hard? Mm. I get nervous that I am. But I think, I think I'm gentle enough. Well, dentists are warning the dangers of brushing your teeth too hard. They say it's not like washing dishes, where the harder you scrub, the cleaner they become. Teeth require tender love and care. It's not about force. It's about technique and consistency. Here's something you can think about to figure out whether or not you're brushing your teeth too hard. Dentists are recommending that you imagine you're brushing a ripe tomato. So you want to hear that soft. You want to brush just hard enough to clean the surface, but not hard enough to smush the tomato or break the skin. How about that, Jabo? Do they recommend like what type of brush you should use? Soft, medium, hard? No, they're not getting into that. They do recommend an electric toothbrush. They say that takes the guesswork out okay. of it. When you use a, an electric toothbrush, you hardly have to apply any force. You just have to let it touch the teeth and Ugh. the brush does the work. The, I get a chill when you say electric toothbrush because I feel like that's too hard. No, well see, but don't put you any can't force. Brush. Remember, I remember you're making we talked me to upset. a dentist. Stop, you're making me upset. Well, we talked to a dentist and they cry. had mentioned like when you use an electric tooth- toothbrush, don't brush, just let it glide over your teeth, which is weird for me too. No, but you got to put some pressure on it. See, this no. is overwhelming. No pressure. See, you might be wearing down the don't enamel. Cry, TJ. <laughs> all right, fine. I'm going to be fine. You just the problem is you can't trust all dentists and then it's confusing. Well, like, are these dentists the trustworthy ones? Yes. All right, fine. <laughs> because Kenny says so. I, yeah. I say so. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you definitely don't want to wear down your enamel because that could lead to sensitive teeth, receding gum lines, and more risk for cavities too. So Something I would love for someone to, to crack open is enamel that you can paint on your teeth. Hmm. Everybody's so worried about enamel going away. Yeah. Just get some paintable enamel. I Just like that. paint it on. Yeah. Why not? Like, if you could have totally fake teeth and you knew that they were going to be secure and good forever, would you want them? 
I want what I have in my mouth. I don't know. I would take AI teeth if I could get them. <laughs> I, would, I would like teeth. Like I want shark teeth power that I just don't have to worry about. Yeah. You just rip through steak. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be awesome. Your teeth go back and forth like a reciprocating saw. I would, I would love that. Kenny, what else do you have? There's a new TikTok trend inspired by the new Netflix documentary series Beckham about soccer legend David Beckham and his wife, Victoria, a.k.a. Posh Spice, and their family. They've been going for quite a while, huh? Oh, yeah, for a hot minute. Good for them. Yeah, the documentary shows that the two are clearly a match made in heaven, and countless people who have seen it are setting their example as relationship goals for themselves. Huh. I better so, start kicking that soccer bro- ball around a little more. <laughs> I gotta be able to volley at least once or twice between the two feet. Yeah, so much so, TikTokers have developed what's being referred to as the Beckham test. Now, toward the end of the documentary, there's a scene with David and Victoria spontaneously dancing to the song Islands in the Stream by Dolly Parton and Kenny mm. Rogers. And it's really cute. But the Beckham test involves one member of the couple spontaneously playing that song and dancing along to it. To pass the test, the partner must join in on the dancing. Oh, so are they cool? Well, do they pass the Beckham test? Right, yeah. If this this is such a model relationship, then your significant other should just know to dance along with it. You know, are they the one? I would test my wife Jess on that one. What do you think she'll do? I think she'd probably join me. I think so, too. Yeah. I think she would. Would you guys be down to try it? Would you try it with your girlfriend? I, I'd be happy to try it. Although, I mean, she'll probably hear this and know it's coming. All right. We can keep it away from her somehow. <laughs> Jabo? I mean, I would be down if my husband Archie was in town, for sure. Okay. All right, all right, cool. Yeah. Producer Heather, camera guy Josh, give it a whirl. See what happens. See if they pass the Beckham test. Sounds like fun to me. Yeah. And it's getting a whole bunch of views. One video has 5.6 million, yeah. another with 3.9 million. Again, in both of these particular videos, the significant other did pass the Beckham test. Yeah, the results are worthless, but it might be fun. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> have some fun. Kenny, what else do you have? Earlier this week, we reported on Apple's Scary Fast event where they unveiled some new products, including their speedy new chips, MacBook Pros, and iMacs. And at the end of the Apple event, they claimed that the entire thing was shot on the iPhone 15. And this claim has raised several eyebrows on social media. Why? It was. Well, it was shot on iPhone, but with some extra tools as well. It wasn't like someone was just simply holding their iPhone, there was extra equipment as well. Oh, yeah, of course. Like, there's lights on these stages. There, I mean, yes. Doesn't anyone know the difference between, like, the phone pictures that we take and then when a professional photographer uses it? There's always a difference, right? Because they know how to use all these tools together. But well, if Apple's saying it's shot on iPhone, people are believing what they're saying. Well, it is shot on iPhone. It's just there's extra tools to help enhance what it looks like. Well, it's shot on an iPhone with studio quality lighting, gimbals, drones, and right. space cameras. Yes. That should be added on there as well. Shot on iPhone and the following things. Well, didn't they just release a documentary where they show how they did it? They did. They're a behind, not, yeah, they're not hiding it. You're yeah. absolutely right about that. They issued a behind-the-scenes video on YouTube, which you could watch now, which shows exactly how they did it. But essentially, they took the same equipment that they would use with regular cameras and then somehow rigged the iPhone in where the other camera position would be. So there it is. It's about knowing the art form and how it works. Yeah, but you need like a ton of money to do that. I mean, first of all, the iPhone 15 is expensive as it is, but if you want to get to that quality, you'll need to invest some real big bucks. Man, people get mad about all kinds of things these days, huh? (laughs) 
Kenny, what else do you have? We're learning the story of a homeowner and how he geniusly got one over on his local homeowners association or mm. HOA. What do you do? So the homeowner had a vegetable garden in the front yard. He says since before the current HOA president was born, but the HOA came out with new rules and said that vegetable gardens have to be in the backyard. You huh. can't have them in the front yard. The, so that's wait, so interesting. That's an insult. He's had a vegetable garden since before the new HOA president was born. That's how you know there's some neighborhood right. drama, bro. Right, when exactly. Words like that start getting slung around. Yes. I See, I have a vegetable garden in my front yard because I just think it's so convenient. No vegetables grew, but the, the heart was there. I did get <laughs> some blackberries. I like the idea of going out your front door and just having food there. Well, for this particular homeowner, there was more sunlight in the front yard than there was in the backyard. Yeah, there and you go. these plants need sunlight to grow. So the rules stated that the only thing you were allowed to have in your front yard was a flower bed with flowers. The flower bed had to be built uh, to certain specifications. It couldn't be any bigger than a certain size. Mm. Also, the flower height had to be a certain size as well. So this guy like tore up his front yard and built these flower beds as per the code for the HOI, but he went on to plant zucchini and other vegetables and fruits. And when the HOA came back at him saying, well, this is a vegetable garden. We told you you can't have that. Well, he says each one of these flowers, Ah. they are flowers. So he got one over on them. It took him a lot of effort, but uh, a genius way to get one over on the HOA. I love that. That's so true. I noticed that. Before the watermelon comes, a little flower comes out. If it's got flowers, it's a flower. Kenny, thanks for keeping us somewhat informed. That's what's happening. 